0: overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're
1: listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible.
0: Good evening and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hi, Laura.
1: Hello. I looked down until you introduced it. So I wouldn't have to make eye contact with you, you know, and you try I, to make me do it.
0: I was listening to an episode earlier, for, like just to see if we need to edit. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of the things that I thought was really funny was you were saying, this is pre-recorded <laughs> 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 on the episode. You're letting our, le- letting our We audience are not live. <laughs> that, this is not live. And, 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 still we it's have not 1950. Yes. We still have the errors that we have, even though we're not yeah, live. It's brutal. <laughs> but it was really funny that maybe for a hot second, you thought maybe the people didn't realize that this was recorded in advance. Well, and
1: I, I'm, maybe I was the trying people. to save the people, all tens of our listeners. Um, well, I'm trying to save Kyle from having to do too much in post. That's yeah. an industry term. <laughs>
0: industry term. Okay, we're going to start using jargon now that this is the fourth That's the season. only jargon I know. Oh, I'll, I'll see if I can come up with something. But we have a special guest tonight. We have Nita O'Neill here with us. Hey, Nita. Hello. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, as uh, Nita, Nita, uh, we don't know very well. Nita serves on the Freedom Prayer Team with Laura. Yes, and was on one of my Freedom Prayer Teams, so I know her just yes. a smidge. She she knows way more about me, in in the secret part back part of her brain. That she's already mm-hmm. forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say, but I don't remember.
1: <laughs> it's because you're a good Freedom Prayer That's team right. member. That's, That's right. We I remember you being right.
0: there. I do. Uh, so anyway, we're glad to have you here, but it's, it's really fun. Laura and I were talking this season. So far, we've had people that we... Know-ish. Know-ish, or at least know kind of their big stories mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. But we... You're a mystery, Mm-hmm. A mystery yes. wrapped in bacon. I'm. A <laughs> how often have you been able to oh, be a mystery? Oh, you saw my bacon.
2: <laughs> no, well, I've never been a mysterious woman, so this is exciting. Yeah, because yeah. you're a mystery. Um, how long Nito have you been to DVC? Woman of Mystery. That's there. right.
0: There you go. There's the title. There's
2: the title. <laughs> oh, dear. How long have you been at DVC? Um, about 10 years. Okay, so okay. So I came... Um, After I met my husband, Gary, and he attended DVC.
1: He already went there.
2: Yeah, he's been there like since they moved into that building. Oh, really? 20-some years or so. Yeah,
1: I was just talking to my oldest daughter is in um, the youth group, and I'm a small group leader in the youth group. And this – Shout out, eight great girls. Yeah, (laughs) I'm Jessica's small group – or Jessica's daughter's leader. Um, And this last week, they took the youth group, to Pinstack, which is like a bowling alley, arcade thing. And the DBC youth group had 111 children show up to that event. Oh my goodness. Wow. And it's interesting because I the reason I'm saying this is because there was like a, I feel like a DBC surge about six years ago, like lots mm-hmm. more people. And we were talking about back then, like the youth group's going to get really big mm-hmm. in a few years because everybody had pretty young kids mm-hmm. and it's happening. So we always call the people that have been there 10 plus years, like the... The OGs, the original, the original gangster <laughs> members of DVC. That's well, a long time know. to have been there.
2: I think I'll, I'll let Gary know he's an OG. Yeah, an he's OG. an OG. He'll, um, he'll think it means old guy,
0: <laughs> but I'll translate it. it you can it, correct that. It, it can fast. be old guy or old gal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or
1: original gangsta.
0: Yes, that's better.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Your um, kind of your childhood. Where are you from? Thing. Where are you from? How'd you learn? How'd you,
2: to... how'd you meet Jesus? Okay. Well, I um, am born. I was born and raised in Colorado. Okay. So I'm a Colorado girl. And even though I've lived in Texas longer than Colorado, I still consider Colorado home. I'm sorry. I just... I'm still sensory deprived here. There's nothing beautiful to look at. So mountains are my thing.
1: You're probably not enjoying the last few days of That's, 100 degree weather. Not so much. Not so much. No.
2: In fact, the... On the twenty fifth, we're leaving for the mountains. Oh, so. nice! Well, I don't
0: blame you. Yeah. Although I'm from Louisiana, and I feel like the humidity is like a warm hug. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'm from
1: <laughs> Texas, and whenever we have gone up to Colorado, coming back is a rough reentry, and that's after like mm-hmm. eight days. Yeah, yeah. Away. We're
2: going for a month, so oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, so it's not Colorado. Um, it's in New Mexico, Red mm-hmm. River, but it's oh, beautiful at the end of the there. Rockies. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm home. So yeah. that's a good thing. So. so you grew up there until what age? Um, I was 21 Okay, and got married to my first husband, my okay. ex-husband, and moved to San Diego. And then back also to- Also trashy weather. All, also <laughs> just terrible place to be. Yeah. And then moved back to Colorado and then here. You covered some ground. Covered some ground, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I don't so,
0: feel like it's fair when people move to Texas that are from Colorado slash California mm-hmm. because I, I feel like the people from Minnesota that move here are like, the weather. I live here because of the weather. Mm-hmm. They love it so. Yeah. But y'all, yeah. it doesn't give not, Texas a fair shake when yeah, you've been it in California and Colorado. No. Yes, that's now, like Eden.
2: <laughs> yes, we moved in May, so it was really nice, because Colorado in May is still kind of gray, mm-hmm. and we came down, and everything was green, and there were Sunshine. flowers, and mm-hmm. trees, and green grass, and fooled you, for about a month, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, why did we come here? So, yes. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, I was born and raised there, um, I have three older brothers, a lot older, so they're 14, 11, and 7 years older okay, than I am, wow. and I'm the only girl, so I was raised with Boys, Mm -hmm. um and contrary to what people might think i wasn't the princess in my family like it wasn't and that wasn't the dynamic there Mm -hmm. um so um yeah so it was just kind of my parents are were older right when i was born too Mm -hmm. but my dad was in world war ii so Mm -hmm. i am old right ancient so it's like people uh, that generation just wasn't really they didn't do a lot of coddling None, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't even. Their way of showing love was they put food on the table. You are provided for. Yes, they didn't say I love you. They didn't say I'm proud of Mm -hmm. you. Like it was very, just we've provided for you, Mm -hmm. right? Which
0: they probably grew up in the depression, and so that was exactly right of love. Yeah.
2: And my parents took a huge leap from how they were raised. I mean, they became believers when my brothers were little and they took them to church. So they were first generation, hmm. really, believers. So they made huge leaps from what they were mm-hmm. raised in. But they didn't get that connection mm-hmm. of you ought to tell your kids you love them. Sure. Right? And so when, my, when I was raising my sons, my dad was just like, wow, you tell your boys you love them mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm like, yeah. So I do. do you
1: remember growing up, do you remember was it, did you have an awareness
2: that you missed that, that you wanted that, that you weren't sure if they loved you? It was interesting. I think the first time it, it really dawned on me because you're used to whatever you're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was in college and, um, I was at the dorm and my mom was out of town. She was taking care of one of my brothers. They had a new baby. Mm. So she was there and my dad and I were talking on the phone. This was again, I'm old. It was a phone on the wall in the Mm -hmm. dorm room. And he ended the conversation and he said, I love you. And I hung up and I bawled. Mm -hmm. And my roommate's like, what is wrong with you? And I said, my dad said he loved me. And it was that, that was the first time that I was like, you know, so there was kind of a realization, oh, that's weird, right? It was much later Mm -hmm. in my life when other challenges came on that I really realized that I'd missed Mm -hmm. that love. So then I was very intentional about telling my boys that I love them.
1: So there was a moment in college where you remembered, I think this is the first time I've heard this. Yes. Wow. Yes.
2: And did you, you you mentioned that your
0: parents were kind of first generation believers. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you kind of grow up believing as a kid? Did you have kind of like a big conversion moment? What
2: yeah, at seven, I was a hardened criminal. Um, yeah, we I was in church always. They served in the church. I mean, they were very serious. Well, I
0: don't know if you witnessed my son getting baptized on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I
2: didn't. I saw it on Facebook, though. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: you. But, you know, I wasn't sure because at seven, he was spray painting people's... Um, trailers at a Airbnb that we stayed at. Oh, so it was, okay. you know, it was touch and go there. It was, for, it was touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> we were like, what's going to become of that kid? So we yeah. feel relieved. And,
1: yeah. and yeah. Jess is not kidding. Like you were really worried. After I, that. Was, I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yes. I was in tears. I have a, I have a, a daughter that was angelic until she hit puberty and then hank was a pretty easy kid but yes the the graffiti incident w- was really hard and i there was a lot of like um weeping and gnashing of teeth on my part mm-hmm. where i felt like we have failed as parents there was a bit of it yeah. you well, moved on quickly though he seems though. to have recovered and y'all handled yeah. it any anyway so you were 7 when you uh yeah came i to was
2: faith. i was we were always in church but my parents my mom had had a surgery So she was in the hospital and my dad was with her and some family friends took us to church. And again, remember I'm old. There was, we had, we used to have revivals Mm -hmm. and an evangelist, like a special pastor would come to the church and they would share like for a week and they would preach the gospel all the time when you were supposed to bring all your unsaved friends. And so these friends took my, my youngest brother and I to church and, um, we're sitting there, and the, he gives the altar call, and I just like bolt. And this poor woman is trying to grab me, like, You don't know what you're doing. And so she was trying to stop me, but she, I was just like, No. And you I can't think, stop the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but they're Baptist. <laughs> anyway. Oh, did I say that out loud? Anyway. So, um, but I really did understand. And he shared a very simple gospel message when I met with him individually. And then being a Baptist church, the next step was baptism. And Mm -hmm. you had, like, a class you went through that talked about, like, the foundations of your faith. And I did that. And I really understood um, growth happened later, right, Mm -hmm. as, you know, in high school when challenges come up and things like that. But um, I knew that I knew that I knew, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think God protected me from a lot of craziness that I could have gone to. But – Not all of it, I'd gotten enough crazy, but um, you know, so that's, I was fortunate to come to know him early.
0: Yeah. Well, and and like we said, and then it was all smooth sailing from there.
2: (laughs) It's just been like, you know, wine and roses (laughs) the whole time.
0: (laughs) Well, um, one of the questions we always ask is like, you know, kind of talk to us about a time when. God met you in a hard place. Mm -hmm.
2: As I've said, I'm old. Mm -hmm. And I came to know the Lord when I was seven. So there's a lot of those places. Like, we could be here a year. Um, God has really been faithful. And so, um, I mean, I think I've had some health challenges. He showed up in really obviously. Um, When I was in high school, I had a heart murmur that was really scary. And they didn't have the technology to... Figured out without a heart cath, and Mm. so I remember I'm like in ninth grade, and and the surgeon and the heart guy is like the heart doctor is like you're, you know we've got to get this taken care of. You may have to have open heart surgery before you're 21 and things like that. And so I remember laying in the hospital bed and I just prayed. I'm like God, if this is, you know, if it's your will, can it just be a pinpoint hole? Like I don't have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know anything about the heart or anything and um you're awake during a cardiac cath and so i got to lay there and watch him go around the thing and all that um it's, it tickles actually when they're doing that but the surgeon roll they were rolling me out my parents were out there waiting and he said i can't really explain because it sounded really bad the hum- the murmur but he said it's just a pinpoint hole and i'm like Wow, wow okay and I just felt that was God's confirmation because he
0: was using the exact language that you exactly had yeah, yeah and it
2: was like I have things for you to do mm-hmm. so this is not it
0: and here you've lived to this ripe old age exactly of 32
2: <laughs> with nine grandchildren I'm amazing <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, so so that was probably the first time I would say that I saw God show up in a big way, mm-hmm. just like a miraculous kind of, you know, amazing way. So um, probably one of the biggest things was, so I was married when I was 21, probably coming out of that, like, you know, not feeling loved thing,
3: mm.
2: and I got married because oh, someone loves me, and he'll mm-hmm. probably be the only one that will ever love me. Like, I really believed that this was the only chance. Mm-hmm. Again, WIPO, you know, I was going to be a, you know, what are they, a spinster at 21. Mm-hmm. You know, I just decided <laughs> nobody was ever going to marry me.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds logical. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm perfectly logical, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um, I married this man. He, I mean, he. I met him in church. It wasn't like, you know. Anybody You didn't meet him at the club, uh-huh. Nita. I didn't. You remember that Baptist back? <laughs> I, you, you weren't, weren't dancing. The, you weren't <laughs> at the club. I didn't learn how to dance. I didn't. <laughs> my dad my my dresses were down below my knee when everybody was wearing miniskirts.
0: So maybe the title of this will be "Uns Uns." That's
2: my club beat. In case you didn't oh, know. Oh, okay, that. good, good. Yeah, there you go. That's, I can probably. As good as your accent. Yeah, there you go. I can probably count the number of clubs I've been on in one hand. Anyway. And they were golf clubs, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, I um, married at twenty-one, and um, so young. Didn't realize what I was in for. I didn't realize the brokenness that he had and, um, which played really great against the brokenness I had. Mm. And, um, so I think there were multiple affairs and Mm. a really deep pornography addiction that I didn't realize until late in the marriage. So, um, but it was interesting. Just God was so in that it was like every affair, (laughs) he made it quite clear what he wanted me to do. Mm. And so the first affair was about two years in and two um, years
0: into your marriage. Yes. Oh wow.
2: And so, um, we had, and
0: you were 23. I know. My goodness. Yeah. That's
2: a lot to walk through. It was a lot. And we had moved to California cause he was in so the away Navy, from, away from family. And, um, we went to counseling before. Well, we went to counseling when he said he didn't love me anymore and everything. And then we went for like six months and he's like, Oh yeah, we're done to the counselor. Everything's been talked about. And everything was always about me, by the way. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he said, you know, yeah, I'm done. And we got home and he's like, I'm still moving out. I was like, Oh, okay. So he moved out and I'm I'm rearranged my life so I could work more and afford to live and all that. And and he called me and he's like, I you know, I've made the biggest mistake of my life and I want to be with you. And he admitted everything. We went back to the... And I called the counselor. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And he's like, well, this is what you've been praying for. Mm. I'm like, well, I guess that is, right? Mm. This was a lot before I think we've gotten a lot more intelligent about kind of rebuilding trust Mm -hmm. and things like that. It was more on... What
1: forgiveness really looks like.
2: Yes, it was more forgiveness means you forget Mm -hmm. and you don't hold it against the person. They never talked about the other part of that equation. Mm -hmm. And so, but God just... He held me there. He was like, this is what I want for you. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. You know, and, and really I believe, right, you can make a mistake. These things happen, right? And his yeah. his dad had died that year. I mean, I felt like, oh, he wasn't handling right. the grief that well. Right, that
0: doesn't mean, that having that affair doesn't necessarily mean that there's no possibility for reconciliation right. at right. that point. Yeah.
2: And so we went on and um, moved back to Colorado, and then we moved down here. He, he's a, he was a Dallas police officer. So we moved down here, and um, we had our first son, and then we had our second son. And right after we had our second son, he announced to me again. He didn't love me. Mm. And so um, we went through a time of trying to, f- like, unpack what is your deal, what's happening, and I, the Lord told me to stay. Well, he he moved out for a year. Um,
0: and your husband, your first husband, was a believer, too. Yeah, to yeah, presumably, yeah, or-
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I um, spent that year, and I filed for a divorce because he was refusing to make a decision between mm-hmm. this woman that he loved and me and the boys, and mm-hmm. a lot of other details. But um, so I. Filed for divorce, and he moved out. He was out for about a year, and he called me and said it was time to sign the papers. And he's like, "This is not the I don't think this is the right thing to do." Mm. And I said, "Well, you haven't proven it, right?" And so he said, "Well, I'm started going to church. I think we should go to counseling, all of that." So I went to the Lord, and I said, "Okay, God, we did this before. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Remember, and here we are, and here we are again." So I'm not liking this mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I don't, I can't, my, my words to the Lord were, I can't risk my heart again. Mm-hmm. And he said, Nita, protection of your heart is my job.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I went, okay. So we went to counseling. I told. But I the feel counseling. like I would do it so much better, God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've done such an awesome job so far. Um, so, so, um, we went to counseling. And I told the counselor I will come because, not I won't stay married because of my kids, but I will give it a chance for my kids. And so we went to counseling, went through all that, and he we got back together
3: mm.
2: after
1: a year separation. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh my goodness. And so, and my boys were four and one when that started. Oh, oh my gosh. Word. And he didn't see him for the first six, six months, so it was crazy. Mm. Like it was like insane. And we were now living in Texas again, away, away from, from family. family. And, so, and
1: in the trenches of little kids. I mean, and then you're, you're and thrown into time single and, motherhood, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, but the cool thing, I mean, God just kept showing up. Like people would come and bring a meal just mm-hmm. unexpected or they would, one family had two teenage girls and they would take, went, cause I was packing, I was trying to pack up to move because I couldn't afford the house. Mm-hmm. So they left one teenage girl with me to pack, and then mom and the other teenage girl took our boy, took my boys. Like on a Saturday, it was mm. like a gift from God. So anyway, we got through I feel that. That
1: way, when anyone takes my children,
2: <laughs> and I'm not moving, and that's probably a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I think oh, we have nine we have nine grandchildren between us. So. One family has five, so I think they're right there. <laughs> Please Although, take our children. Laura,
0: Laura, Laura says that, but then I remember when Laura moved and I offered one zillion times to take your children. I don't accept help well. She doesn't, I just, <laughs> just long <true>. for it. <laughs> twos that's right we're, com- twos. we're complicated the wor- <laughs> twos they're the worst Kristen bots <laughs> that's right they're not the worst but they don't take yes. help so yes. i
2: i love a nine that'll take your help yeah, yeah. well it was <laughs> it was a desperate nine Yeah. Yes. so um so i uh anyway god just told me to stay and mm-hmm. so we continued on um
1: Reconciled, he moved back.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, it's, it's hilarious. Another story, but my sons, I prayed for them during that time that God would protect them spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, and mentally, because I was so concerned about the example
3: mm-hmm.
2: that he had set for them during that time and continued really. Um, he was better at hiding it. I didn't know all the details, mm-hmm. but, um, so uh, we we were then married um, all toll for twenty seven years.
0: Oh wow, goodness. wow! Yeah. So it started at year
2: two. two. Yes. Oh
0: wow. Okay. And That's so, amazing.
2: Um, it was interesting. So, and I mentioned to you guys, I had a brain tumor. Um, it was probably about year maybe twenty mm-hmm. or so. Um, the, my sons were in elementary school and got removed and i mean again god was faithful right there were so many so many things that he was taking care of in that and gave me such peace but i ended up with migraines like 24 7 for three years Ugh. and so i was really in survival mode for a while after that just trying to keep alive and um so I was just kind of ignoring I was just like I can't deal with anything else, so I'm just gonna survive.
1: I'm just focused on this managing this pain.
2: Exactly, yeah. So anyway, we got through that. And um and then I started realizing that you can sense when somebody like that is going a different direction and when you've lived through it a couple of times, you yes. You can tell something yes. has shifted. Yes. And so We did, you know, I drug him to intensive counseling, different things like that. And he would always go, but he would never reveal. Like Mm -hmm. he kept everybody kind of there. You can't see that. No one can see this, but at arm's length. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, at the end of that, um, counseling and different things and not seeing things change, I didn't have an idea what exactly was going on, but I knew something was wrong. And so one night the phone rang and I was in bed at like three o'clock in the morning or something. And he would stay up late. He worked nights and stuff and he wasn't in bed yet. And I was like, Oh, well, like I got him, went to the bathroom, just went back to bed and ignored again. I'm still dealing with migraines. And so, um, in the morning when I got up, God was like, what was that phone call? Nita?
3: Hmm.
2: Like, huh? I don't know. So I looked on our, Maybe you
1: should check that out, Nita. I know. What so, about? <laughs>
2: by, by the way, psst. So I looked I looked on the house phone. I looked on his cell phone. I didn't find a call, but I found, like, a dozen numbers of women whose I didn't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, that's weird. And then I went to the computer and found hours and hours and hours of websites, porn mm. websites. And I was like, oh. And just this still, not audible, but quiet voice was just, You're done. Mm. You're free.
1: Mm. You can walk away.
2: Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I had never felt a peace before. Mm -hmm. That time I just felt God was telling me to stay earlier. But this time it was like, you're done. And so um, we got divorced. And God was so sweet because he, he put me back together. Like you know, you mentioned kind of that. When did you realize that lack of love thing had mm-hmm. any effect? Right? It was those time. It was that time, and it was funny. Through my marriage, I had constant. I taken so many different books and things, trying to figure out why can't I understand your love for me, God? Like why? Why am I? Why don't I? Why don't I feel worthy of love? Why do I have the, all these struggles? And I had gone through all these different like esteem books and how God looks at you and different things Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out and it would never stick and while I was single after my divorce um God just led me to a couple books that helped one was a book on like why men use pornography and cheat because we often think that's about us Mm -hmm. and it's so not right Mm -hmm. and that book helped like dispense that myth Mm -hmm. for me and I'm like that has nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. right and so that was the kind of step one.
1: You were able to not internalize that. Yeah, I
2: was able to go, that. okay, that was him, not mm. me. And then um, the second book was Beth Moore's Goodbye Insecurity. You've been a bad friend to me <laughs> or to us or whatever that book is. <laughs> I devoured that book. Mm. Like it was just crazy. It felt I memorized. like it was written specifically for you. Yes, I memorized all the scriptures in it. When I mm. would walk in the mornings, I would review those scriptures, I'm like, this is who I am. This is reality. I sure love that big-haired Texan. Oh, don't you just. There's something to her. (laughs) There's something to her. I mean, she's just, it was just like, and I've I've taken many of her Bible studies, but that was, and it was all by myself. I mean, it wasn't, it was just God and I, and he was just pouring into Mm me, putting me back together, a piece at a time, from the woundedness from my childhood Mm -hmm. as well as my marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, um, so It is kind of incredible how
1: much easier it feels to listen to the voices from those relationships. Your dad who loved you but didn't right, say it. Right. Your husband who didn't treat you like he loved you. It feels right. so those those experiences and voices feel so much more believable. Yes. Than this very consistent, dependent God yes. that's been with us the whole time. Yes. Saying yes. Here's where your value is. Here's where your confidence comes from.
0: Well, and he Mm -hmm. speaks, but we have to train our ear to listen. That's right.
2: Right, right. And the voices that are living with you. Sure. Can be loud. So much louder, right? And that still small voice is hard to find in the chaos.
1: I find myself regularly talking to clients about um, how the voice, especially, I don't see all Christian clients, but it's much easier when I do, um, because... They've they have trained their ear to hear lies mm-hmm. and the mean stuff that they say to themselves or that the world says to them as truth. Yes, and where truth and kindness and gentleness, God's voice, almost feels like a lie.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they yes. have to, I, I, you know, we call it the conditioned response. They have to condition themselves yes. to hear truth mm. again yes because I mean at, at your point you've been married for 27 years right you got married when you were 21 years old mm-hmm. you're at an age where it feels really easy to believe you're right. you right. know almost 50 years of experience
2: right right because that's what everyone in my life mm-hmm. that 50 years had said one mm-hmm. way or another mm-hmm. you know and not intended right mm-hmm. but they were that's where they were coming from. Yeah. And so I believed the lies. Mm-hmm. And God trained me during that time when I was single what the truth was, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it was like, it was wild. I mean, people who knew me before and knew me after were like, I, want, I don't even hardly recognize you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that That stark... kind of freedom you were experiencing yeah. and yeah.
1: truth that you were living in. Yes. Man, that's awesome. Yes. What's
2: so, the name of the book again? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, insecurity. You've been a bad friend That's to us. Cute. Okay, it's so good. Yeah, it's so. Good. It talks about the lies that we're told as women and different reasons for those lies. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part of the book is the end, where she's like, "No, this is truth," mm-hmm. and it's just scripture after scripture. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, it just washed over me. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, the cool thing with my boys that I had prayed for. So they saw all these years, and we were married nine years before the the first one was born. Mm -hmm. But they saw, yeah, a Mm -hmm. long time. That's a long time when you get married at twenty-one. I guess you have time. You have time, yes. So we, um, but anyway, um, my oldest son went to college. He was a freshman in college when we got divorced, and God just snatched him up in a in a Christian group on campus. And I knew when he left for college, he wasn't a believer. Mm-hmm. Like i just, he prayed when he was little, but there was no fruit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, you need to grab this kid. Mm-hmm. And so he became a believer when he went to college. And my youngest son, who's three years younger, he became a believer like shortly after his dad left. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they were both baptized on Palm Sunday, about two weeks after their dad moved out.
1: Wow. Oh, wow! Together,
2: and so my son at college, because I said to him, you know, Kevin's gonna get baptized, and he said, "Oh, I want to get baptized too. Do you think the pastor would baptize me?" We were going to a teeny tiny little church, and so, um, and I look at them. God has so redeemed them. They are such great husbands and mm. such great daddies. I mean, they're like, they're just stars. Like, mm. and I just look, and I'm, I'm like, and I told so. Their dad passed away in, in January, and they had found some things cleaning out his house, and they were like, what really went on? Because I'd been mm. really quiet, and um, so I, I sat him down and told them the high level, and I said, you know, the, you, you've proven to me that God is faithful answering prayers. Mm. You don't have to be who your dad was Mm -hmm. and you aren't already legacy. No, you are not anything like him and you don't have to be like him Mm -hmm. and you've already shown that to be true. So, um, I mean, they're so great with their kids and they're such great husbands. I mean, it's so fun to see, that's awesome. You know, so, um, God is just faithful. He's just faithful. So
1: you felt a real shift in, in the months and years after divorcing Mm -hmm. and, and, Kind of God's truth, yes. becoming real about mm-hmm. how you saw yourself, how you saw the world what how long I mean, I know you're married now, yeah <laughs> what were those single years
2: like, and how long were you single? So I was single three years okay um, they were so great. I mean it was it was so unce, unce, unce. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, that was those five club those, appearances those five club <laughs> appearances. <laughs> There were no club appearances, but I was having a great time. Nita's at the club yeah. at 50, 50, 50. Exactly. Um, they were falling at my feet. No, not at all.
0: Uh, Did so. you have any gold body glitter during no, that time? No, I I lived no, I
2: through some gold body none, glitter. None of that. I've no. heard people use it. Yeah, anyway.
0: Uh, that so. was a gift I once received at age 32 when I was a mother. Mm-hmm. Wow. It wasn't even a gag gift, but anyway, I, I didn't use it either. But wow. I just was curious if maybe wow. in those
2: three years, you yeah. know, because yeah. your kids
0: were kind of grown Right. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, so my um, my son Kevin was home like two, two and a half more years. And then, so the third year I was divorced, I was totally alone mm-hmm. um, in the in the house. We rented, I sold yet another house. My parents helped me prepare two houses to sell that my Ex husband was like, kind of, I had to sell because I couldn't afford it. And the second one, my father looked at me and he said, You're not going to take him back this time, are you? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we refused to pack any exactly, more boxes. Exactly. I'm not taking more wallpaper off. That was the moment. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, yeah, we were in a rental house and Kevin had left for college. And I was so happy single because marriage really wasn't much fun, obviously. And so um, I was involved in some ministry and I was going to a church that had a single class, but it was just to go do things to feel it wasn't like, you know, people were, well, I guess some people, but nobody was picking up on me, <laughs> um, which actually I prayed that God would protect me um, from that kind of stuff. But um,
0: so how did you meet Gary?
2: So, oh my goodness, he's such a treat. Um, God kept saying, after a little bit he's he kept kind of putting this stirring in my heart to be remarried and I'm like god remember that wasn't fun we did that that was a disaster and I did it
0: for a very long time exactly Mm -hmm. I don't want to do
2: that again remember and so um I kind of just kept pushing it back and I actually looked around at these guys in the single class and nothing against them but I the landscape was bleak. Yes.
0: <laughs> she wasn't at the club. No. She didn't I see all the guys with the I shiny see, shirts.
2: I didn't see the guys in their disco outfits. <laughs> yeah. That's how old I am, disco outfits. There were no... Yeah.
0: I think it's Angel more like, like, those, yeah, like those loose... What are those, those loose-fitting... Like, they wear them in Mexico, you know those kind of shirts. Poncho? No, <laughs> no. They button up. But anyway, continue. Yes. How did you meet Gary? So
2: anyway, yes. God was stirring in my heart, and I didn't see any guys around. Well, that's first, one of those moments where you're like, "Are you sure, God?" Oh yes. Am I, we, am I really hearing you? Yeah, clearly? we had this. Yeah. Am I just imagining this? Yes. So um, then, okay. This also sounds crazy, but there were eight billion and three e-harmony ads. Mm. They weren't in my dreams, but they were everywhere else. They sure. were billboards and, you know, TV and computer and magazine. Like Everywhere I looked, there was a ridiculous e-harmony ad. And I'm like, God, really? And so I filled it out. It's like long, mm-hmm. like three hours. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. I was banging on the <laughs> keyboard. I'm like... I will never get this three hours back. And I was like doing this. And I'm like, I 27 know. 27 years and three hours, yeah,
1: exactly. God. And I'm
2: like, I'm, I know that you're just showing me, you're having me do this to really prove there are no good men, right? I'm. This was the attitude. Mm-hmm. So I was. So you were in like an open place. Completely, yes. <laughs> I was brutally honest. I'm like, it has on your profile something about, you know, what do you want in a spouse or whatever. And I'm like, somebody who his relationship with the Lord makes a difference in his daily life. Mm. Because my ex-husband claimed to be a believer. I don't, you know. And I'm like, well, that didn't work so well. Right? So I was just like, whatever. So I fill it out thinking, whatever. Well, then you get all these matches. Mm -hmm. And you get flooded with emails because you're new in the database.
3: Mm.
2: And I'm like, Lord, okay, remember I... Got married when I was 21.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. This is now 30 years later. Okay. I'm like, I've never done this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I met my yeah, ex-husband like dated a lot. in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, ah, so I, and um, you've already told us you're 32. So like <laughs> exactly. online dating is not Just, your thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, um, I get these matches and I, I, I said, Lord, what do I do with this? and just a real piece was like nita if i brought you here i'll bring you a man like you don't have to do anything Mm. like perfect right i'm a number nine Mm. i can just sit back and do nothing that sounds perfect so i just went okay and so i just sat back well then people can communicate with you right Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm not going to do anything so i'm not opening communication so about So I filled it out, And God already told you you could sit back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I'm being obedient. I'm just going to have my coffee. (laughs) Exactly. So I would check, you know, when I got home or whatever from work and see these matches. And I'm like ignoring them. But then about, I think I finished my thing on Wednesday. And like Friday, then there was maybe a half a dozen guys that opened communication with me. Like, okay, I guess I have to do something. So I would read them. Well, Gary was one of those guys. Mm. And so um, he and I went through all of the steps on E-Harmony, and there's like five or six, again, time I thought I would never get back, <laughs> except he was interesting to me, like um, just his profile and the questions he asked. And I'm like, this seems like an amazing guy. But I kind of thought he was probably a widow because – or a widower. What mm-hmm. are guys – Widower. Okay, widower. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Widower. Be a widower. A widower. Yes, we should edit that out. Anyway, so um I thought he must be a, a widower because he's too nobody in their right mind would divorce this guy. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So we go through all the questions and the, by Sunday afternoon he asked me, How long have you been alone? And I thought, well, here's the truth going to come out. Because it doesn't say on your profile if you've been divorced Mm -hmm. or anything. So um, I just put that I've been divorced for three years and that I'd lived totally alone the last year. And I went grocery shopping because that was what I did Sunday afternoon. (laughs) And so I went grocery shopping and thought, well, that was really fun, but that's the end of that.
0: Because you felt like he wouldn't want...
2: Like, a divorce b- because person. he's a widower mm-hmm. yeah
0: he would not want to be with a divorced yes. person yes
2: mm-hmm. and believe it or not this is amazing you know again you learn these things there were people that would literally put on their profiles if you're divorced i don't want to have anything to do with you mm-hmm. okay yeah can we hurt anymore mm-hmm. so um so i went shopping talk can- about
0: things the church has done wrong mm-hmm. yes I know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's kick you while you're down. Anyway, yeah. so um I got home, put my groceries away, and I thought, well, I'll just look, you know. And I looked and he replied and said something to the effect of I would like to get to know you in person if you're comfortable or if you want to continue communicating online, we can do that. And I was so freaked out.
3: Yeah.
2: I shut down the computer and I went to the bedroom and I fell on my knees and I'm like, "God, what do I do?" And it was like a panicked what do I do what do I do what do I do because what are, you know and again that piece just meet him I'm like okay so I got all brave and I got back on the computer and said okay <laughs> and um we both had crazy schedules the next two weeks the only opportunity was the very next night if it was going to be God's like, I'm easy. not going to let you overthink this. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> go. Let's just do it. So we agreed to meet the next night. at And um he picked at Starbucks, right? Because that's where you do this. Mm-hmm. And so that's the non-date date. Exactly. You to commit for Kyle longer Neist, than a cup Kyle of coffee. Kyle and I's
0: first date started at Starbucks at 7 p.m., which I assumed would be a coffee date. And then he arrived and said, have you eaten? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's 7 yeah. Yeah, And and he's like, well, I haven't. Do you want to get a taco diner?
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, See? anyway, but did y'all yeah.
0: actually have coffee? I had no we, coffee uh, and I'd already eaten. So I got to watch Kyle eat on our first date.
2: That's awesome. just sad. <laughs> you know, yeah. We had coffee. Um, and uh, he actually picked a Starbucks that was literally across the street from my house, mm. which freaked me out. So I'm like, I know where you live. More. Yeah. And so I said, how about we do the, because he was coming from North Dallas. I was from Frisco. So I'm like, let's do the one a little south so you don't have to drive as far. Right? There's the nine in me coming out. And he was telling him that I didn't want to meet there. But I Mm -hmm. was like thinking Mm -hmm. of him. So Best for you. This is the best thing for you. Yes. And so we met. And um, he uh, came in. And I didn't, I've never done this before. So I took a book thinking if this person stands me up. I'll at least have something to do. And I didn't get coffee because I was on a tight budget. So I thought, well, if I just sit here <laughs> and eventually if he doesn't show up, then I'll just leave and I'll have some <laughs> reading time. So he came in and um, bought my, you know, he said, what would you like to drink? And I actually didn't drink coffee at the time. I now do. He converted me a coffee drinker, but I got some Tai Chi. No, Chi. Yes, yeah, thai, that's right. chai tea. Chai tea. Chai tea. Chai tea. Yeah, you did tai not do martial arts. The, yeah, I've done that too, but it's the wrong thing anyway. <laughs> you weren't doing that then. No, no. <laughs> would have that, been a weird first date. That would have been awkward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as if it wasn't enough. So anyway, and he brought me chocolates, which was just, how thoughtful, right? On an on a eHarmony date, right? Aww. So anyway, um, we sat and we talked for two hours, and it was obvious that he was looking for a spouse, Cause he asked me super serious questions, and and I didn't. And he's super relaxed, so it didn't freak me out or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just asked him the same questions back, and and we made. Oh, well, you didn't even have to think of questions. It's it was perfect for nine. It nine too. was yeah. perfect. That's a good question. Same yes. back at you, Gary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how about you? Okay, it was. What was? Your, how did you? What was your conversion, wow. to the Lord? What caused your divorce? And what do you think about missions? Okay, serious questions. Gary's not messing around. Not at all. And so
0: it turned out Gary was not a widower.
2: Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So he was divorced as well. Um, And not, you know, like you're never totally not at fault, but it wasn't his fault either. Um, So anyway, we talked at the end of it. He said, I'd like to see you again. We made two more dates Mm. and I never went out with anyone else. So, and God is just, God, so I had such a fear that I could trust again, Mm -hmm. because my ex-husband was a professional liar. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was so good at looking you straight in the face and telling you a lie, and you would never know. Um, Gary has such integrity Mm. that it was just like, I could see it in every interaction, you know, and it was just like, (sighs) And he's so kind. Mm -hmm. And he's so complimentary and just. He's a sweet man. He is. And I'm just like, I just feel like God like tailor made him for me, you know, and just everything. So I never, like I, I've never not trusted him or had any Mm -hmm. question. And I thought, I will never get to that point. Like, how could I ever trust anybody and all of that? And God was just so sweet. Now, if you follow me. If you follow... Not me, Laura. Oh. Me God. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm God now. Um, if in this you follow scenario, me, Laura is yes. God. Yeah. I'll show you who to trust. If you're exactly. trusting me, I can show you who to trust.
0: Yes. Yes. And he just... Because he was in charge of protecting your heart. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Mic drop. Is that the right yeah. one? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. you. You're we not we, that old. We, it, in yeah. the yeah. writing world, we call it full circle. There you go. There you go. So, yes, he did protect my heart in all of those instances and even now I mean he's just been so so good Mm -hmm. and so I guess that's the biggest time in all the other Mm -hmm. things but lots of times he showed
3: up
1: well and I think it's reflected in you know I know there were the two experiences of separations in your marriage Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that those 27 years were felt like an emotional roller coaster with repeated yeah. I can't trust men like right. marriage is is hard and, and mm-hmm. not good and and so I think that God that, like that's how big God showed up yes. that he was like yeah. I'm going to put you on the internet and <laughs> and where all the people are yeah. <laughs> exactly. and I'm going to send you on exactly yes. one first date.
2: Yes, yes. And it's funny cuz I don't feel like this sounds really strange, but it almost, my marriage to Gary doesn't, it feels like my first marriage wasn't even a marriage. Mm. Like there was no intimacy in that marriage anywhere near Mm -hmm. what we have, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we pray together and we are so emotionally intimate and everything. And it's like, that didn't occur. Mm -hmm. Not even the physical intimacy really occurred in my first Mm -hmm. marriage. And so I'm just like, Oh, this, this is, what is why people just want to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Well, if ever there was a recipe for
1: intimacy, it's asking someone about their missions goals <laughs> <laughs> on your first date. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. well, okay. So then you guys came to, he was going to DBC. You came mm-hmm. to DBC. Yeah. and how are you like kind of, how do you serve at DBC? What do you, what, what, what do you enjoy doing there? How is God using you?
2: So I think, One of the questions that you guys sent me was, you know, where do you think your giftedness is. Mm -hmm. And I really think it's hospitality is Mm -hmm. one of the major things. Um, So we we have a life group Mm -hmm. that meets in our home. And it's a mixed group in that there's singles and marrieds Mm -hmm. in it because we've both been single in church and we know how hard that is. Mm -hmm. Um, We also uh, lead a marriage core group Mm -hmm. on Wednesday nights, which – is kind of like a life group Mm -hmm. that focuses on marriage Mm -hmm. Gary also teaches the builders class and I do the prayer requests and kind of work on community Mm -hmm. there what else to freedom prayer, we both on freedom prayer, team. yes, yes, and um, so not much. I'm hearing you say y'all don't not do much. much there, yeah. Okay. I was I'll try gonna, harder, I did try watch. harder, I know. <laughs> try harder, Nita. I did, I did listen to, and, your and first. Gary
0: was one of the elders, right? He's not yes. on the elder board right now, but he's yes, been an yes, elder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. Oh, you were gonna say you listened, um, listen, anytime I, you're gonna you're gonna say yeah. something about the podcast, we'll I, take that. I did, I listened yeah. to
2: the podcast, your very first one about what the goals were, and you're talking about we want to interview people that you know have all sorts of different jobs and what are who are those people that are collect money and i I was one of those Mm. two the (laughs) official word is usher Mm. but yes i was one of those two for a while i
1: never know i'm like are they ushers are they deacons i don't know yeah they're
2: they're just ushers Ushers. yes yes but anyway
0: but thank you for clearing that up we've (laughs) been wondering for three years now so yes
2: the official name is the ushers ushers. Mm -hmm. yes yes so Anyway, I did that for a while, and I also monitor the prayer, the online prayer thing that comes on. Oh, you do, you know? Uh-huh. And I reply to those. And you goodness, know. so y'all stay busy. We, we don't do. let the grass grow under. No,
1: no. Well, what would your? I think one of our questions is, "What would your big ask prayer be?"
2: <laughs> yes, you have to say that <laughs> <The> correctly. Big ask <laughs> prayer. Yes. Um, if I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: You have to go back and listen to old podcasts for that callback. To yeah. find it, yes. Um, <laughs> um, what well, do you think that is at this kind of stage of your I your old, old life? You, you act like you're ancient. I know. You're the you an O'Neill. You, OG. That's what yes. <laughs> Laura called her
0: an OG. Probably, I think that was earlier. It was. Pre, that yeah. was pre-podcast. Sorry, guys. No, no. I think it was. No, it was I think it was, it was, so on, it was recording. On, yeah. on recording. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Jess was drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Okay. Anyway, big ass prayer. I think for us, we are both, I retired a year ago, February, Mm. and Gary was already retired. And so for us, we want to continue serving the Lord together. And, you know, as you get older, things, you know, change and things are harder, whatever, you have challenges we don't ever want to get stale mm. and we always want to be serving the lord wherever that is and so i, I wrote this verse down because i can't remember mm. i'm really I bad at it. memorizing verses but one of the verses that we um, think about is psalms 92:14 they will still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green mm. and that's the big-ass prayer that we'll be able god will be will continue to help us Physically or whatever we need to be fresh and green, to be Mm. still serving him and not just sitting around, you know, Mm. Now we do have nine grandchildren, so we don't sit around much, Mm. but. And you serve in like a hundred different things apparently at DVC. A tad, yeah, (laughs) a tad, but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I think that's it, that God Mm. would really grant us the grace to continue Mm -hmm. serving him Mm -hmm. and not stuck in our rocking chairs well yeah. Laura
0: and I feel um like we get you know like I don't know uh, extra extra privileges uh, being on the podcast mm-hmm. because um we 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 get to share your stories with the church but then we get to we get to know y'all mm-hmm. and we uh, after so awesome. it's it's funny whenever we interview somebody we don't know we're always like I want to be your friend no I was just like <laughs> We need to get to know them better. Yeah, but I'm, can I
1: be in your marriage core group?
0: Yeah, no, but we're so glad you came on, yes, Nita. It was well, really, really was a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you. Um and 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 feel feel like I I know you better, and yes. that's mm-hmm. that's that was really cool. We just thank mm-hmm. you so much for thank sharing you. your story with us. Yes. Well, thanks for asking me.
1: Thank you. You're
2: very green.
0: Yes. <laughs> I know that's why I think she's 32. Yeah.
2: Thank you. We can just keep saying that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and if nobody sees me, but they won't. Know. Oh, you, you, you could pass for thirty-two, and if we get like you a shiny pass. shirt and some gold body glitter,
1: that's all you need.
0: That's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. We'll go to the club. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, 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 so we're going to carry us out with the ooms. Um, You're um, going you to have to come on, Lauren. Boots, here. pop, <laughs> 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 boots, and cats, and cats, and boots, and boots. Where and <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's cutting this? <laughs> He's cutting this. Okay. Well, thanks again, Nita. We, we loved getting to know you. And thank you for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches.